It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today I'm here with Sally Velasquez. Sally, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So we've uh, you know we've been talking a little bit about man, so many of the everything. Yeah, <laughs> you're quite the hustler. Yes. I mean, you know, I got so many businesses going around. But I, I think what's most fascinating is one very young. Yes. To be doing what you're doing, but but quite the story to get to this point too, right? Not not the most traditional. Um, I would say route for, for right. our culture more than anything else. But why don't you tell us where, where you're from, family, um, you know, what, what life was like growing up a little bit. Okay. Um, so uh, right now I'm 23 um, and uh, my parents are from Mexico, a little small town, uh, Durango, um, specifically La Purísima, which a lot of people know. Um, and they were both born in Mexico. They came to the U.S. when they were 18. Oh, wow. um, and I think they, they didn't really have any education. I'm pretty sure actually even when they were in Mexico, they stopped going to school at 14. Yeah. And they, you know, typical Mexicans, sure. you know, usually school's not as important. You go into labor right away. And then uh, they or came, come here, right? Yeah, or, <laughs> or come here. And uh, they came here. Um, they met each other. And they got married at... Uh, 18 had me and my sister at 20 21 got a house um happy family um and uh basically after that um we we were um i would say we were middle class yeah. uh, my dad was a truck driver and my mom was a stay-at-home mom she helped raise both of us and um i guess it Everything kind of took a shift um, when I was oh big shift (laughs) Uh, when I was thirteen. So uh, you know, um, my dad he was um, deported um, and it's back to Mexico. And he went back to Mexico. And basically, our main provider was out of the house completely. Um, My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, She never had a job. Uh, She didn't even know what she would do. She didn't have any any education, any job experience. How did all that happen? Like with the deportation, which is one day... Um, so, uh, no. Uh, so what happened is my dad got pulled over and, uh, after that, um, you know, I had a difficult upbringing, I would say, you know, I think that my dad, he was a truck driver and he got involved with the wrong people. And after that, um, there was drugs in my household when I was younger and I didn't know, I think that, you know, you're young, you don't know. And also at the same time, my dad, he was just a truck driver and there's three women and that you know there's four sure, of us sure. and i think that he was just trying to support us uh so what ended up happening was um the police got involved and they deported him wow. um and it's crazy because you know i was 13 at the time and i'm oblivious to all of this i was like <laughs> wait, wait wait what like i just came yeah. back from uh school and out of a sudden like my whole world took a turn i i didn't even know how to grasp what was going on I don't even think I really had time to process it because it was just, there's no food on the table. You know, we don't have an income. So I wasn't even sitting there thinking about, you know, me being sad or, you know, I I was sad. My dad was now out of the picture, but the first thing that came to all of our heads was 
we need to start working. Yeah. And like you don't have time to sit here. No, we don't have, have, have time sad, to yeah. sit there and be like sad. It's just like, all right, like let's get to work. Um, wow. So at the time, I was 14. Um, my sister was 15. So she actually could have, I think it was like a worker's permit. And my mom, she was an immigrant. So she couldn't really get any job. It was really God. hard finding a job. Um, luckily, we did have some money saved. So that held us over for a little bit. Sure. But then eventually, my mom was going to the offices that give you jobs. And finally, she was able to get a factory job uh, working um, 40 hours. 825 an hour which Jeez. wasn't really much especially for, yeah. to support all of us the mortgage um so then my sister also got a job um and lucky enough i was very lucky for them i was 14 they let me work uh even though i was not allowed to okay. but they un understood the uh the situation so they helped us out so we started working at a little italian restaurant and at the age of 14 and 15 we were already working 35 hours good god and still going to school like and like still going that. to school and at the time i was a four sport athlete so i was <laughs> managing everything so i was um doing sports i was going to school full-time and i was working full-time wow. and um you know there really wasn't time obviously i hung out with my friends at school but there was not much there was school work go home do it all over again school sports work and then do it all over again yeah. um so um a lot of my upbringing was just work that's all i know know how to do and i'm very grateful for it because it's taught me the hustle that i know now you're a hustler and, man. oh I mean, yeah even back then obviously <laughs> I mean, you're and it's funny because you know even now i don't even think of it as work like sure. i think that i'm still in that survival mode that i was in when i was 14 like listen if i don't work every second like then you know there's no food on the table so i just keep going going it's like a fire going. that was lit that just yes lit, right? and it, it it has just stayed there but now i think my why has definitely changed now it's not just about you know having food on the table now it's just more of who am I and how can I help other people who might have the same situation going on? Yeah. So it's not just about me, but it's also about, you know, so many people having um, things that they're going through. And if I can be someone to help them, then uh, that'll be it. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, being uh, Latina, even, I mean, Mexican specifically, I feel like, you know, the, the bodybuilding or the, you know, the fitness arena <laughs> isn't really something that we're drawn to or that, that yes culturally has been a big part how did you get into it? how did you get so involved in in fitness so i got involved into fitness when man i want to say even when i was like young very young i was like seven years old and everyone always thought that was you know weird or normal my parents actually now thinking about it they were always like por qué no eres una uh, uh, normal. Like, why can't you be a normal girl? And I was like, I don't know. I just like to do my own thing. And what was their idea of normal? And it, it was being a girl who played with other girls and Barbies and just did normal stuff, you know? And you brought something up to me, too, that I thought was just interesting in terms of what they wanted for your life. Right. Uh, yeah get married as yeah. soon as possible and get married to a rich man and and that was my life have yeah. children uh be a housewife and that was it because that's all they knew and honestly them being immigrants i think that they wanted they genuinely wanted the best for me sure. so um they were always like okay i think that getting married to a rich person and then just settling down having children 
that in Security. their eyes was was she made it you know gotcha. and to me that was like the scariest thing <laughs> i don't want children i don't want to get married i want you know i want so much more for yeah. my life i want to go travel i want to go do all of these things so when they said that that i was like no that is not for me but uh growing up i was always into sports so uh i was always hanging out you know with the boys and the girls that liked playing soccer or you know i was i was always just playing with ants, doing my own weird stuff and it, it was funny because um so uh after that i just liked the way that i felt sure. when i made the the ball into the basket or when you know i hit the ball playing volleyball and you know i did it correctly there was just like an adrenaline spike from it so i think that when i got into middle school and high school um playing sports then came around you have to work out and I was like oh so now during practices we would do an hour of playing the actual sport and then we would do an hour of weight training okay eventually I liked the way that my body was not not just looking but feeling I was sure. like wow I actually feel more energy after I work out than when I don't and then came the physical changes and, and you're noticing all this in high school. Oh, in high school, That's yeah. Crazy to so, me. so most high schools are like, I dread doing <laughs> it. I don't want, you're like, I feel good. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's funny because and, uh, everyone who knows me has always known me as like an energetic person. For sure. Um. So then a after that, I saw the physical changes, and I started weight training on my own. So when I couldn't play any sports at 15, because I was sports high school and working was just way too much for me so finally i'm like okay you know what i need to stop doing the sports but i'm going to keep working out so i trained every day seven days a week i i loved the way that chicken rice broccoli felt which is weird for like a 15 year old girl but i was like man when i consume these foods and i work out it feeds my body That's and i feel amazing so i got into bodybuilding just by normally training then people obviously they see your body they're like wow you look good you know so you started i mean obviously you're in shape because you're yes. a you know, four sport athlete but you started noticing even changes then that people took notice yes wow. correct because i would say that you know don't average 15 year old girl i don't know maybe went to the gym like twice three times sure. but i had a lot of time <laughs> on my hands where i was like okay it was high school work i was just very determined like hanging out with my friends i liked it but i didn't feel the sense of i was doing anything useful with my time wow. versus when i was working out i would stay there for two three hours because i felt like i was working on sure. myself um so uh what i ended up doing is uh people started asking me what are you doing like this 15 year old girl with like muscles <laughs> like like you must be doing something right so then uh, I decided one day, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a trainer. Interesting. And as soon as I got to that, I told, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm dropping out of college and I'm going to become a personal trainer. And she's like, what? You mean to say that you're going to be a trainer? I had all these hopes for you and you know, you want to yeah. do that. So and what are you going to school for? What, what were the hopes at least? That so when I, so when I graduated, I actually graduated high school early. Okay. So, and I don't think I mentioned that. No, no. So when I was in high school and working, I was very, I wouldn't say I was advanced, but I just knew I was just good at, um, like extracurriculars like I just naturally got everything and so what ended up happening was I told myself I was like wait the second semester of senior year is not necessarily necessary it's just extracurricular so sure. why do I need to 
do that. I was like, doesn't it make sense that if if I'm done with high school, I might as well just go to college. So I ended up my second semester of senior year just going to college and That's kind awesome. of getting a head start. Yeah. And um, and I think I told you, I was like, I'm really competitive. So I was like, well, I could beat all these people and just go to college right away. Um, so then so I funny. I decided, I was like, you know what? I, I like bodies. I think I want to be a physical therapist. And uh, I think physical therapist gets a good name because they're like a doctor and they help bodies. So when I told my parents, that they were like oh that's a good profession you know doctor to some extent and uh, then I started that I went to college for a year and a half until I kind of realized I was like you know I I don't really know why I'm paying and I was paying out of pocket Um, and I was like I don't really know what I'm doing so it doesn't make sense that I'm paying for something if I don't I'm not completely 110% sure that I want to do this so in the I think mean, what's crazy, not to cut you mm-hmm. up, what's crazy to me is how aware you are at such a young age. Right, You know, right, when right. most of us yeah. have no clue, we're always <laughs> being told, and here you are just being so self-aware about you know, the changes going through not only your, your 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 body and everything else, but also just, I mean, man, to, to understand that. You know, I don't such even a, know yeah, that's how. Crazy you know, me. I, I want to say, I, from uh, talking to my mom and my sister now, they always tell me, man, you spend so much time in your room. And I would, and now thinking back, I didn't even realize it, but I spent a lot of time in my room and I was always reading books. And I think that, you know, no one ever guided me. It was just my mom who, you know, she didn't know much. She she was just working her job. She just had time to work her 40 hours. She was tired. She'd come home exhausted. And it was kind of like a fend for myself. So if I was going to fend for myself, I needed to be feeding myself the right information. I didn't want to go off that bad track. And since my dad was out of the picture, yeah. I didn't want to disappoint him and make him feel like, man, you know, uh, here here are the circumstances, whatever happened, now I'm out of the picture, and now my daughters, you know, they're into drugs, or they dropped out of high school, I didn't want him to have that burden, I wanted him to know that regardless of whatever happened with him, that I would be successful, like, dad, I won't disappoint you, like, I got this, whether you're in it or you're not, like, I'll be successful, you know, and, like, I even get emotional now thinking about it, because I never talk about this, but I think that at the beginning, it was for my, I was daddy's girl, you know, I was always with my dad, and now thinking about it, like, at the beginning, why I hustled so much was because I didn't want to let him down, you know. So, how much of that why has changed for you over, the years now that you're you know more who you are right um so i think at the beginning i was definitely one i was trying to prove to my dad that i can do it and then there was a sort of a shift where i started doing it for other people hmm. and i think that we've all been there sure. where you start doing it to make people happy or you know then it's are you saying it happy at your expense or, or just happy like because you want to happy at their expense or, or trying to prove to other people, sure. you know, like I can do this or I have this. Gotcha. And I think that's a point in my life where I wasn't really aware. I was kind of getting gotcha. off, off my, my true path. And, and after a while, um, of training and helping people, I knew that it felt good when I helped someone else. And it's funny because I never got it a gratification where when I got paid, payday was never Mm -hmm. something big for me. I was like, okay, another paycheck. But when someone would text me and be like, wow, 
that was an amazing workout or hey I was having a really bad day and you really helped me feel better I would like jump out of my seat like wow I can't believe I made a difference in someone's life and it, it, on a small level, right? But then obviously after a while, it was, thank you for getting me out of that bad situation. Yeah. Because of you, I'm where I'm at right now. And that's when I started finding my why. I like helping people. I'm a, I'm a people person. Yeah. Uh, so my why now has definitely changed from just trying to, a little girl trying to prove herself to now me trying to um, help people out so that they they can find their why. So um, if they're working with me or in direct contact with me, I want them to um, feel a difference sure. around my, my presence. Sure. I want to coach people. Hey, listen, I've been there. I've been broke. I've been, you know, on my own. Like, and I got out and I'm right here where I am today you know, this could be you too. And I can help you get there, you know, because I think a lot of people, they, they get in their own heads and they're like, Oh, I'm in this shitty circumstance and there's no way out. There's no one who can help me. And I want them to know that there is a way. So now it's about helping people, um, find their own way. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about, I think it's Ed Millett, right? Yeah. And how you said that, prior you'd heard him on several things and, and you see him posting these things but it I wasn't until <laughs> you saw something uh or, or, or maybe you're just talking about the show in general uh-huh. how, how you uh, how you heard someone's story and it changed your perspective because here you are yes. thinking they're just so successful and you know happy and you know, that's that's usually what we see in people right we see what we want to see and what they what they want us to see especially on social media absolutely i think that's that's 100 percent true so for, you know for you looking at you it just seems like especially from a young age despite the fact that you did go through something traumatic with your dad you know like you have it all together but obviously there's behind the scene moments right yes well you know how maybe bring some light to that in terms of you know what people see because i'm sure they probably (laughs) see the same thing right and and how you deal with some of those struggles in your life you know that that are relatable to other people that you know if you're not quite the fitness pro but you know the steps you can take or things that you can do when you find yourself in a really tough situation um so uh it's funny because just like you mentioned everyone just sees the good parts that someone posts and all the accomplishments, but they don't necessarily see what's going on behind the scenes. And I would say it's been a rocky path, even (laughs) as far as, you know, I'm sure everyone that knows me knows that I've been a trainer, online trainer, massage therapist, business owner, um, now doing e-commerce. I've been all over the place. And it's funny because behind the scenes you could only imagine what's going on in my head um people think i have it all together wow she's doing this now this like wow she's so well-rounded in my head i'm like what the hell am i doing you know and uh you know at a young age people would think you got it all together you're good and i'm over here you know still i would say that for the most part i do know what route i'm on Mm -hmm. but in five years, I don't even know where I'll be. And I'll tell you a funny story. Not too long ago, I I broke down crying oh, no. because the printer didn't work. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have those moments, and everyone, no one would ever imagine yeah. like like the the struggles where certain days and just being an entrepreneur. There's certain days where today was really good. Uh, 
today nothing really happened. Yeah. What am what am I doing? Am I on the right path? Yep. The next one, oh, this is the best thing I've ever done for for myself. Oh, like no, I, I actually I think I should go work my nine to five. This was a mistake. And I think that's that's the one thing that people don't realize goes on behind the scenes. Yep is that when you have a nine to five, you know what you're gonna do for the day. You know, you clock in, you do the job, you clock out, that's it. The life of an entrepreneur, (laughs) you have these ideas, you're like, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. And you just get in your head so much. I wanna say this is, of all jobs I've had, being an entrepreneur is the hardest because you, you are deciding for yourself what path you're going to take Absolutely. what you're going to do. Um, so I think that people just see the accomplishments, but in order to get there is a very long road. And uh, I wouldn't even say long, but just, it's a very complicated road where you need to sit down. You need to really evaluate a B and C. What is it that's going to, that I'm going to do now. That's going to take me to that route. Yep. Um, and even as far as, you know, fitness a lot of people even think oh it's an easy route with your body no (laughs) you know it's like like building a physique same thing so you know being a bodybuilder on top of it you're sitting there you know you're you're eating clean or now it's a bulking phase and it really does take time to develop a body and this is i think that a lot of the the woman that i i work with they don't understand oh i want to look like you i'm like okay we'll be prepared to work for a very long time and i think on social media people pull up pictures i want to look like her and then they don't realize okay she's been training for six seven years you don't know what went on behind the scenes in order to build that physique you know, uh, the exercise, the diet, the training, but we live in a society where it's instant gratification. I want that now. And that's why a lot of people even give me a pill or give me whatever. Yes. Give me the magic pill. Give me the surgery. Give me this or the magic foods that are going to, uh, make me look like that. And it's just, it's not that, you know, simple. It's a very complex road both in fitness and even in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. So I've definitely had some ups and downs versus like finding out what it is that I need to do. And I even, I've even had my, my downsides where sometimes I'm even on the couch, no joke for three days. I don't want to do anything because anything, any move that I do doesn't seem like the right one. That's so crazy to say that. Yeah. yeah so And sometimes it's better. I think that we also live in a society where everyone's like, grind, grind, grind. You need to be grinding every single or day. Just react, react, yeah, react. react. Yeah, react. Yeah. We live in a reactive society right. and we, what we need to do and what I've really um, learned through meditation is when you don't know what to do, do nothing. Do you ever listen to Abram Hicks? Yes. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, that, right. <laughs> that sounds like Abram Hicks. I, like, I'm subscribed you can't to their you, you can't get to where you want to go from where you're at, right? Or you yes. can't get there from here. Is what yes. she says. So why do anything at all? You know, just very true. Your, your I vibration. love that. Yeah. So it, it's funny because you need to sit down, reevaluate, and even sometimes not think at all. Sure. Just go back to your center and, 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 the answers will come. Will. I, I always tell people, if you're lost, ask your heart, yeah. ask your subconscious mind. What is it that I really want? What is it that I'm doing? Do nothing, wait on it. And the answer will just 100%. naturally come to you. And you're like, 
that's that's it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that might have not even been A, B, or C. Right. But now you have a, a, a new alternative and you use it. And guess what? Everything <laughs> turns out for the better. It does. So, so definitely with entrepreneurship, it's a mad road. And I think that that's why a lot of people don't take it. It's scary. They're like, you know what? I might as well not do it. This is hard. But long term, it's the best thing that you can do for yourself. A hundred percent. And it's funny you bring up two, you know, two points. One is that um, there is no map for entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, you know, as I listen, I love listening to you know, videos on YouTube and motivational things. And the one thing I always kind of say is really challenging for me is, look, I get that going to the gym and grinding and, and, and you know, whatever is it's got a, it's got a plan almost like if you want to play basketball, listen to a lot of like, you know, Kobe Bryant and Michael right. Jordan type stuff and the mama mentality. But it's like, well, that's great. But you know what you have to do. You know, you have to go get 5,000 jump shots and 5,000 layups. And the, you know, the more you do that, but in entrepreneurship, especially when you're trying to forge something that maybe someone hasn't done in the past, right? right? And especially as technology changes and you want, you know, cool things out there, there is no roadmap, yes. right? So, I mean, you've, you've kind of given two sides of it where one from a fitness side, you do have a roadmap and you know that it takes time and effort and sacrifice and commitment, right? But on the other side, you have this kind of uncharted territory. How Jungle. Do you, yeah, it really is. How do you merge those two to be something that does give you direction? I mean, I know you mentioned meditation, right? That, yes. You know, you, you, you sit on it, you wait on it, and then the answers come to you. Yes. But how do you get out of those tough times when the printer breaks down when you know because <laughs> i do know what that feels like yes like almost like you can handle the big things almost better than you can the yes and sometimes. then you're like oh like this won't work like what's yes, going on it's so frustrating um so how, how do i it's like the two worlds you know where one where you have a clear path in one mm -hmm. and then the other one is just like you're on your own and there's really no one to help you beyond just principles right so how, how do you put how do you marry those two to, to one be who you are today but also apply that in business right how do you take from the cause and, and kind of what I'm getting at is you had brought up before that when you're competing, it puts you in this uh, like very like strict regimented. Yeah, yes. like hey, I have to get up at a certain time. I have to eat at a certain time. I'm scheduled. My time is a priority. But when you don't have that, it can kind of be all over the place. Right? Yes. So how how do those two you know help each other in in terms of you being an entrepreneur? So honestly, the, I can say fitness helps. I recommend everyone works out, and it doesn't have to be. Obviously, I'm a bodybuilder. Most people are like, "Well, I don't want to do that." Right. right? It, how many people tell you I don't work out because I don't want to be too? You know muscular? what? All <laughs> like, the time. You're like, and it's that it's easy. funny going back to you know being a Latina yeah. in my community. When whenever I even show up to my you know family parties, they're like, "Oh, here comes the bodybuilder." You know, because no everyone when when I even actually started um, weight training, my family was like proud of me. They're like, "Wow, you look really good." And then it got to when I wanted to be a bodybuilder, they're like oh no like that you you want to be a man yeah, you know you're yeah. so muscular like why would you want to look like that and and it's funny because it's just not a norm right but i i like i like breaking that barrier of normal and and that even goes as far as business actually merging the two how it's not very typical for you know the bodybuilder to be also like an entrepreneur and and do all that stuff yeah, yeah. and even even as far as my hair like you know the red hair the the tattoos you know you would think oh a business person you think a suit a tie that's all changing, I mean, that's yeah. all changing nowadays but i'm but sure you still have to deal with the stigmas of that all the time yeah. all the time and even i would say as far as merging fitness and uh business the number one thing that i've learned from it is consistency mm -hmm. 
like that's my number one thing, consistency. Um, Because in fitness, in order to get from point A to point B, you need to be consistent. You can't just follow a diet for two days (laughs) and then go off like most people do. They go off, oh, well, it wasn't working, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Or they they follow a, um, a, a workout regimen. And they're like, oh, well, this didn't give me abs. I'm like, you need to be consistent even when the results aren't showing up. Be consistent. And then let's say, you know, six months later, you're a totally different new person. And you're like, wow, I'm so glad that I stayed consistent throughout it all. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I am today. That ties into fit, uh, sorry, business because of the fact that no matter if I haven't necessarily had a clear path i've had my downfalls i've still been consistent in this in the sense where i always kept going you know and again you have your little breaks where you know you need mental clarity you need to stop for a second but always keep going don't don't just give up oh i don't think this is working i'm just gonna stop completely i think that's the worst thing that people can do because they're like right up at the top and then they don't know that the prize is literally like right there um so as long as you stay consistent you're going to see some results like you need to know that you're on that right path as long as you do the work and you need to believe in yourself too same thing with fitness i i remember i i at one point i was just a little girl you know in the gym and once i i got a round of the you know the the big guys the big wolves then you start doubting yourself a little, you know? And even in business, it's kind of like a woman, there's not many women who are like sharks, you know? So when you get to dealing with like men in business or it's just not very common for a woman to be like the alpha in the business. So I, I remember like just by believing in myself and being consistent, educating myself, I'm no longer intimidated, you know? Now I'm like, I got this. Um, so believing in yourself, one, and being consistent has really tied the two in uh, together. But overall, consistency is number one. That's great advice. Who are you trying to connect with in terms of giving that advice? I know you mentioned to me like yes. you're more driven towards women, right? Yes. So now, and why is that? Um, you know what? I think that I'm really steered towards women because I... It's there's so many reasons, but women specifically because of the fact that I feel like there's not a lot of women entrepreneurs. I've come across a few, but I think that a lot of them either they don't believe themselves or even sometimes they feel like they don't have the resources. Um, So I think that I steer myself towards women because I feel like Again, men, they, they're usually the alphas. They believe in themselves. You know, we got this. And women, we tend to doubt ourselves more or or just um, not go that entrepreneur route. So I, I feel like if if people or if women specifically see, hey, there's Sally, she's doing it. Like, I've always kind of wanted to do it, but now that I see that she's doing it, I think I might just give it a shot. Yeah. So my hopes is that, women see me or see my my pages on social media and they're inspired by what I'm doing to do the same and uh I feel like so far like I've had a lot of women be motivated to do a bodybuilding competition they're like hey I saw you on stage I saw what you did with your body I want to do that 
or even with business, hey, I saw that you started a business. I'm motivated and I actually want to do that too. Can you help me? And that's what I'm trying to help um, women do, just start their own businesses. Recently, I actually started the drop shipping, which I mentioned. And my goal is to make a thousand women an extra five thousand to ten thousand a month that's my goal and i'm starting off so far i have 10 10 to 15 girls on my team and it's great seeing like all of them have already seen the results from working with me so i'm excited to get more women on that uh, trend and have them making an extra income and feeling uh, a sense of oh, I did this, like, I can't believe I did this. And also creating a group. It's not even about, you know, making an extra income. It's being a part of something, which I feel like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people lack, you know, we're in our own little lives. But when you feel like you're a part of something greater than yourself, you feel a sense of empowerment. Like it's not, it's not just me that's in it. I'm also helping other women. And guess what? The woman that I help they're going to feel a sense of gratitude. Wow, Sally helped me so much. I want to be her for another girl. And it, it just keeps going and yeah. going and going. And hopefully, you know, we can start an era of just a bunch of powerful women. And it's funny because it sounds crazy, like when I say it out loud, but in my head, it's an actual thing. Everything you just said is exactly why, you know, we strive to do what we do and build a community of people. And, you know, it is about time for, for women, for minorities to really be seen as not as not as people, but, you know, we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, right? Yes. It, it isn't the other way around. And so the more we wake up to that and understand that, I think this world will not only be a better place, but, you know, with people like you out there doing what you're doing, I really do see a a lot of hope coming sooner than later. Right. You know, so I I just want to thank you for for sharing your story. Thank you. You know, for for coming here and, and, and really connecting with us and our community. But, you know, if there's anyone out there that should be reaching out to you uh please you know, let us know we'd love to connect you but also yes. if you'd like to reach out to Sally, please uh feel free to reach out to her and you can do so uh, directly or by clicking on the link below mm-hmm.